On today's show, halfway through the Mavericks season, what do they look like? What can we expect from them the rest of the season? Why hasn't small ball worked? We'll answer all those questions and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen today. The best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, leave a five-star review, like the video, and comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section. The Mavericks will finish blank in the West by the end of the year. Give me a number. This episode is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com slash LockdownNBA. Use the code LockdownNBA, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. And joining me, the triumphant return <laughs> from Valley Sports Southwest, the star herself. What you got for me, Dana Larson? Oh, it's so good to see you again. It's so good to be back. Happy New Year. I don't think I've yeah. even been here in the new year. And I miss you guys. It's a... Uh, been a long road through the holidays just a little psa get your flu shot oh uh taking care of a family where the uh, flu runs through it not so fun so please everybody <laughs> stay healthy out there <laughs> there you go that's your that's your medical psa from, that's right <laughs> from lockdown maps today oh man we're halfway through the season the maps have played what 42 games now so we're we're over the we're over the hump at least by one game and so yeah, we want to do a, a, a true midway check through the season. So we're gonna we're gonna play a game where I'll I'll say finish the sentence and I'll say a bunch of sentences like Luca can win MVP if Kyrie has found his role on the Mavericks by doing blank. And so we'll 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 finish the sentence on a lot of these things. We'll talk about Derek Lively, we'll talk about the Mavs small ball lineups, we'll talk about their next nine games that are pretty important and could dare I say define the season. I know that's a, that's a loaded phrase I've said in the past. Uh, we'll talk maybe about Omax at the end. I've watched some of his G League games lately. And so we'll get into all that, but let's start here. Luka Doncic returned against the Lakers the other night. He is having probably his best season so far as an NBA player. Statistically, in several categories, he is. Dana, Luka Doncic can win MVP if he... If he stays healthy. Mm. There's going to be a couple things that go into this. Obviously, stays healthy. Uh, and does not miss more than 10 more games, right? Because I think he has to stay within that threshold. You've got to play at least 65 games to be eligible, and he can only miss 10 more games, I believe it is, going forward. He's missed seven, if I'm doing my math right there. So obviously, health, health, health is everything. We've also discovered that the team winning is very important. We saw the player of the month award in December that did not go to Luca. And it seemed almost <laughs> insane that it did not yeah. go to Luca, but it, it, it certainly had a whole lot more to do with um, Oklahoma city and how their team record was for Shea Gilgis Alexander. So the, the Mavericks really need to continue to win and to climb in the standings for him to be, you know, under consideration he's got to still play at a career high level uh continuing to do things he's first in points created tied for first with 40 point games those are things that get people's attention right he's got triple double after triple double second in points a game third in assists per game those are all great things to build the case 
but he could also need a little help. He may need some help from the others around him who are up there as top candidates to either A, cool off, or also not be able to reach that 65 game threshold. That's just such a weird new thing that you have to, like, it's at, it's actually, it's like at 65. So like there's, I think Embiid can only miss like seven or eight more games too. Right. In this. And so, and I've seen a lot of people mention, oh, he'll, he'll miss six, you know, like it'll just be, but sometimes you can't control that. Sometimes there's just injuries and it happens where a guy can't play. And so, yeah, staying healthy is, is, such, is such a weird new thing. I think the team too has to be a little bit better. I don't think they're going to look at a, a seventh place in the West like they are right now. Dallas Mavericks team uh, because the last time a player was like a player on a team that was this low in their conference standings, I think it was Westbrook Westbrook. They were like six or seventh when he was on the thunder, when he had that triple double season, but he had like a very unique stat line season that we hadn't seen before. And I don't think they're going to give it to Luca for that. He's got to have some moments and they've got to rise up a little bit higher than what most people expected them to be in the standing when maybe just making the playoffs is, is higher than some, than some people expected them to be <laughs> like considering last year. Absolutely. And, and you, you know, you hear people um, debate the definition of MVP year in and year out. Um, but it certainly is not just about your individual performance to be the most valuable to your team. You have to make others around you great. You have to raise the level of your team. And I agree if you are at, at sort of the, the bottom of the group that's, that's pushing into the playoffs, that isn't going to be considered lifting your team up enough. Maybe even like that Laker game is a pretty good example. He easily scores 30 points. He records a 30-point triple-double in his sleep, but they got beat bad. Um, and so that you cannot just be a stat stuffer. You certainly have to prove um, that you are carrying your team to, to greater heights. That game would have also been a really good kickoff point for the second half of the season for the Luka MVP narrative, too, because that's part of it. You mentioned mm -hmm. you mentioned the Player of the Month award. That gets chosen by the NBA. The MVP gets chosen by media and, you know, and a group of people. And so, like, that that game last night could have been a nice indicator, a nice, like, kickoff into the – into the, oh, Luke, man, Luca is looking really good. He's better than he's ever been. Why aren't we considering Luca for MVP? And he got the stats in that game. He looked pretty good at times coming back from injury. But, yeah, Mavs just got destroyed. And if you get destroyed, you don't win the MVP. Mm -hmm. That's just kind of – Absolutely, hard. absolutely. The next sentence, Kyrie Irving has found his role on the Mavericks by? By being himself. Mm. Okay, so I'm going back to the game he returned from that extended injury in uh, against Utah. And he talked about how I don't I didn't want to step on any toes. And then 48 hours later, he was like, "I don't know what that was. I am not a passive person. That is not my personality." I, you know, and then he went into superstar mode and you immediately were reminded that th that this is one of the greatest players there is. And he absolutely needs to be aggressive. He needs to make his presence felt on this team. He was brought in to be 1A with Luca, not somebody tap dancing around the edges trying to find how he fits in. So to me, um, Kyrie's role on this team is, is just literally being a superstar. We know he can do that. We see it. No, no problem. The other thing, though, that then I think in the last couple of weeks we've really seen, too, is, is part of what is really important for him is to pick up other roles 
for guys who are out injured. And that is continuing to be a theme on this team. So whether it's, you know, going into 40 point mode because Luca's out and you need Uber scoring, or it's a guy like, or you've got, you know, a shortage of bigs and you're getting killed on the boards. And now one of your smallest guys out there is going to be your second leading rebounder. You know, Kyrie can do that. He can, he can go pick up the slack everywhere because he's one of those incredibly talented elite players who plays with, you know, tons of energy and effort. We've seen it on the defensive end. We see him playing. I was talking about this the other night in a postgame show, playing to exhaustion. Yes. I mean, literally leaving every little ounce out there. He's, you know, you know, wearing himself out, trying to, to swat a ball away, to, to create a steal, to create a turnover. And then he's catching his breath, racing to the other end of the floor. So I love, I love seeing that. And he's, you know, he's just one of those, I think he's, he's finding all these places to fill and you got a superstar and you got a guy who can, can fill all these roles for a team that's just endlessly hurt. The, the like playing himself to exhaustion is a great point. The, that play in a Lakers game where LeBron undercut him on that pass. Mm. It's, I, I, I went and watched it back a little bit. Cause I was like, man, that just looks such a, it, like in real time, like split second, that looks so dirty from LeBron for him to just mm. like bulldoze his And Kyrie actually like leans his body forward to try and catch that ball too. And like put himself in danger a little bit to try and, and I think that's why they didn't call anything on it because he was putting himself in that spot as well because he wanted to get to the ball and and like yes. not even just get to the ball and catch it but make that pass because it was an outlet pass because it was a, a pass down to Kyrie and then Kyrie was going to kick over to it was Lively or, or somebody down the floor and so like he is putting himself in danger at times and you you wish that he wouldn't do that as often yes. but it's what makes him what it is <laughs> like you have to live on this edge you have to have that that edge and that mentality. Or else, and if you, as soon as you lose it, like you just start to lose a lot of what you are as a player. And I think he had lost some of that in the beginning of the season. First 18 games of the season, right? Like the, so until that Utah game, like that first game when he came back from injury, 18 shots a game. Since then, so the last eight games, 23 shots a game. They just need him to call his number a little bit more. And that's really mm -hmm. been the difference with Kyrie, him finding his role. Now he had an off game against the Lakers and, you know, things like that will happen, but He's been excellent. He's been awesome and an amazing leader. And uh, it's been great yeah. to see. Well, and he's so clutch. So there's another thing. I mean, talk about if you want to have a role and you're the closer yeah. because he is that absolute steady hand on the wheel. He's that veteran that creates calm. You know, if young guys are out there, he, they're poised with him because they look to him to, to make the right pass, take the right shot, do the right thing. Um, he leads the team in clutch points since mm. his return. So you've got you've got Mr. Clutch. You've got a guy who is going to hit big free throws, who's going to make big shots, and he's fearless. To your point, absolutely fearless. Um, and so lead the way, and the rest are following. Absolutely. Coming up, let's talk about his uh, his backcourt mate at times, Tim Hardaway Jr., who has just been dealing. The Mavs should or shouldn't trade Tim Hardaway Jr. Because we'll answer that question and more coming up. Today's episode brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partner at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd, the GOAT, to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft, scouting the waiver wire, or doing just the fantasy normal stuff, we're going to provide you the list of players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us in this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. He's got a couple names on here. One of them that's kind of interesting to me is Gigi Jackson. If you listen to Locked On NBA Big Board with Rafael Barlow, friend of the show, 
obviously locked on. Uh, he's, he was real big on Gigi Jackson. Loved him, went and scouted him a ton. Josh Lloyd says, Memphis needs shot creation, and Gigi can do it. He has shown flashes and should be someone's, uh, some managers can look to grab to see how Memphis deploys him. He got the the interview after the TNT game the other day when he was on there, and to see him like respond when Shaq was on the other end of the line was so amazing. It's, you know, it's like you forget sometimes these guys were huge fans growing up. So love Gigi Jackson. Hopefully he gets a good shot there in Memphis and gets some opportunity. Josh Lloyd from Lockdown Fantasy Basketball is going to give you help to win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about – each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your car needs, eBay Motors has it. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shut it down! Oh, Let's go Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. We appreciate each and every one of you. We've got a 24-7 Lockdown Sports Dallas stream. You can watch it on YouTube right now if you want to and check in on all the different Dallas shows, see if the Cowboys guys are still sad, see if uh, see if Bryce has sobered up since the Rangers championship oh. parade on Lockdown Rangers. Uh, <laughs> you can check all that stuff out. Lockdown Sports Dallas. Sample some other shows as well on there. Uh, also on Firestick TV. We're all over the place now. Dana. Let's get into some more of these questions. It's halfway through the season. We're finishing the sentence. The Mavs should or shouldn't trade Tim Hardaway Jr. because you get to you get to decide which way you want to go with it. Okay. All right. They should not oh. trade Tim Hardaway Jr. Because here's the reason. You cannot count on Kyrie and Luca to stay healthy. I wish you could. I wish you could. But history is just proving that they're, they're, they're players. We've just talked about how they play. They're constantly on the floor. They're constantly, you know, battling with, uh, you know, big players and getting beat up in games and whatever. There, there are going to be bumps and bruises. There's going to be games. There's going to be stretches that, that your big two are not there. When one of them is out, you can argue that Tim Hardaway Jr. is the next most important player because on many teams, he could be your number two guy. You could even argue he could be a number one somewhere with the way he can fill it up. He is is instant offense. He is one of those guys that works on his game. He's one of those guys that knows who he is. He, he shoots and shoots and shoots, and he's not afraid <laughs> if he's not having a good game to just keep doing it. And he can go unconscious on you, and he can win a game for you like, we saw him, you know, help the Mavericks do against uh, the Pelicans with a 40-point night. So to me, unless what you're getting back is, is somebody who can help pick up that kind of huge offensive slack, I think you cannot afford to be without him. <sighs> I think you're right. <laughs> I think you're right, Dana. I think the injury the injury point is is very good. I, I wish I wish that I could just come on here and be like, no, they need to trade him for a better defensive player, but. To me, the Mavs shouldn't trade Tim Hardaway Jr. because Jaden Hardy and Seth Curry haven't panned out. If those guys were a lot were playing a lot better than what they are, then maybe you look at it and go, oh, he's expendable. But those guys haven't stepped up in the way that you would maybe hope they would for whatever reason. They, they have not played consistent minutes. You know, there's a lot of different reasons you could point to as to why those guys aren't. aren't. And Tim has been very good, and so they've played Tim a ton, and so that's another reason why these guys haven't played as many minutes. And so... Like they shouldn't trade him. 
because of that. If you're just focusing on the, the court now, I'll, let me. I'm gonna couch it. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do both sides. Okay. It's my, it's my okay. show. I get to decide. They should <laughs> trade Tim Hardaway Jr. because it's not about this season. It's about going forward. If they can get a piece with the Tim Hardaway Jr. contract that helps them going forward, it's about next season and the season after that, and and going forward with Luca and Lively and Kyrie for a couple more seasons. Like it's about that going forward. It's not about this season. So I'm 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 going both I'm going both sides on it. I I it's fine. You're allowed, and I think you also make a good point with that. And and you certainly you're building something. You can feel that, and you've got pieces that are. For the long term, long term, right now, yeah. so you feel really good about that. You're not just desperately putting all chips on the table to win it this year. Derek Lively the second has been an incredible rookie so far. He came back in that Lakers game, looked really good. Uh, Derek Lively will hit a rookie wall unless. Okay, Derek Lively will hit a rookie wall unless he just keeps it simple. Mm. Just keep it simple, right? So. I've got a couple of tips along this way, because I think this is something that I feel like is real. Um, You know, how can you, how can it not be? I mean, he's 19 years old. He played one college season. I think it was 31 games, right? He's played 31 games now. 31 games (laughs) is what he just played. And we are halfway, right? So the rigors of an NBA season are, you know, nothing like what he's been through at any point in his life. Um, so it is going to be difficult. You almost have to acknowledge that these things are going to come. You have to figure out how to deal with it and you have to just keep it simple. I think for him, you know, he, he likes to, to talk about how I just like to do the dirty work. I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to rebound the ball and I'm going to, I'm going to make the right pass. and I'm going to, I'm going to play physical. And, you know, if you just kind of look at what you're doing night in and night out and kind of compartmentalize, I think maybe that can help. For him, there's also some things. I mean, truly, I think you stay in close contact with Don Coxstein. This is the, mm. the the director of sports psychology, yeah, right, for the Mavericks, right? You stay checked in with somebody who can help you mentally deal with it. Like you're going to take your lumps as a rookie every single night, even if you have a good game, you're going to walk away and go, "I just, I just went up against a future Hall of Famer." You know, it, it's hard. It's gonna, it's going to take its toll. It, you stay in close contact with somebody who knows how to keep you in the present, who knows how to keep you positive, right? They have all those tools there, and I think, I think those things could really be worthwhile for him. Not to mention, let's look at the silver lining of the games he's missed. Mm. He's missed eleven games. Okay, okay so maybe this was a little built-in blessing in disguise where he was able to sort of, um, you know, recharge just a little bit. It wasn't in those intense games, night in and night out. And, you know, maybe that he could bottle up some of that and that'll be there for him when he does feel like he's kind of hitting that wall. What a weird thing in, in that job, like Derek Lively's job of playing basketball. There's these weird things built in where if you get hurt, you just don't do your job for like a little while and like still travel around and, you know, you've got to like prep and go do game, like pregame stuff and all that. But like, yeah, like most of us don't have that in our jobs. We're like, I guess, I guess getting sick is kind of like, right. Don't do the That's job, true. But. That's true. I know. And there is, I mean, there's a real physical toll that I think 
the the travel does take yeah. i mean yes it's on private jets and in nice hotels right you always have to say i've got a bar in there Dana. Say that. <laughs> but there are you know things that happen to your body when you change all these time zones and you're up late and then you're up early and then you're you know so i mean he is learning to deal with all that nutrition uh sleep training but i think as long as there's a way to keep it and i know the team you know the team is has a team around him to yeah. manage kind of a training overload situation. Um, so to me, it's just like, if he just continues to keep it simple in his head and, and I think he's done really, really good at everything that's come at him so far. I don't even, I'm not even worried about him mentally. Cause he is just, and yeah. my answer to this question is he will hit a rookie wall unless he's an alien, which I think he is. He's just like <laughs> such on another level because of the things he's gone through in his life. Like it's made him strong. It's made him, the type of guy that like, he's so much older. Like sometimes I'm like, is he older than me? No, I'm like, yeah. I'm still like a, like a decade old. Yes, I feel like he could give me life advice. <laughs> he could, he could. Yeah. And I would be very happy to take it. Yeah, yes. absolutely. I am worried about the physical because, because it is going to like, it does hit everybody. Like you said, it is a real thing. The rookie wall is, but where does a rookie wall usually hit guys? It's usually like their shot or, or that. And you're right. If he keeps it simple, does what he does, then, you know, as long as he keeps the mentality of, of hustle and Physically, he stays right, which maybe some of these games off have helped. I, I think he'll he'll avoid that in a way because he is getting spoon fed <laughs> these shots, man. Uh, yes. It's been amazing to watch. Coming up, why hasn't small ball worked for the Mavericks? It was at some points of the season. Now it just doesn't look like it's working at all. The bigs are back and healthy now, but why hasn't small ball worked for the Mavericks? We'll talk about that. Answer some more questions coming up. Today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You can go to prizepicks.com, see what's available for you, and all you have to do is pick two to six players, and then you pick more or less on their stat projections. Prize Picks picks the picks the projections. You don't have to like find it and set it yourself and do all that. That's kind of annoying. You just go and sign in, and then you can go and find like Luka Doncic points, Luka Doncic points plus rebounds plus assists. That's kind of fun. There's a lot of stuff for the NFL this weekend. You've got Jordan Love, 249 and a half passing yards. That's gone up recently. That, last night, it was not that. Uh, I'm going to go more on that for San Francisco, uh, against San Francisco. Let me go more. Lamar Jackson, Isaac's guy, 227 and a half. Give me less just to make Isaac mad. And then CJ Stroud, 235 and a half passing yards against the Ravens. Give me more just again to make Isaac mad. Uh, Put down 20 bucks on that. You can win 100 if I put down, let's just say I put down 10 bucks on that just for fun. I can win 50 if all three of those hit. So go check out prizepicks.com uh, slash locked on and see what's available for you. Prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. Get your first deposit matched up to $100. Prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. All right, Dana, we're answering questions or finishing sentences. We're doing something. <laughs> On the halfway point of the Mavericks season, we've answered questions about Luka and his MVP, Kyrie and his fit, Tim Hardaway, should they trade him, should they not trade him, Derek Lively and the rookie wall. This has kind of perplexed me. The Mavs small ball lineups haven't worked because. The Mavs small ball lineups haven't worked because. All right, so you, I know you love numbers. Oh, yeah. and you dive like deep oh, into yeah. it. I'm going to kind of like in. let you do all of that stuff. Um I feel like some of these might be a little bit skewed because there have been some games where Luca also wasn't playing um, with the centers in this particular situation. So I think the small ball lineups haven't worked because probably, you know, a no brainer rebounding is a major issue when you are small 
Um, and the Mavericks at times have had to go small, like just out of necessity because of injury issues. And um, the way to make up for, you know, a real disadvantage on the boards for the Mavericks, they have to lean into things like three point shooting, right. And taking care of the ball. And on certain nights, some of those things have disappeared for them. Um, they have to rely on great defense. If you're not going to rebound the ball, you need to be, you know, um, crisp rotate, crisp rotations. You've got to be having everyone on the same page on the double teams that you're employing, like certain things like that. And I feel like they've just not been able to get stops and get out in transition and run, which is what you do well when you're playing small. Right. So it, it feels a little bit, and I know you probably have a, have a great answer that has a lot to do with the stats. That is just sort of like the eye test for me and, and the, the gut reaction when you're watching uh, and when they're using those lineups. The eye test is correct, <laughs> or at least the, at least the <laughs> eye test and the numbers match because, yes, so I, I go to cleaning the glass. They cut out garbage time. They cut out heaves, and so it's a little bit more of an accurate representation. I took off the court. Derek Lively, Dwight Powell, Rashawn Holmes, and Maxi Kleba. All get all okay. get them all off. If you're over six yep. ten, get off the get off the court. The Mavs are a negative thirteen point one net rating. They're getting outscored by thirteen points per hundred possessions. That's very bad. They are getting killed on offensive rebounds on both sides of the floor. They're not getting any offensive rebounds and they're not grabbing any off it. One percentile on both on both of those. <laughs> Just absolutely getting destroyed on offensive rebounds and grabbing their own offensive rebounds. And they're getting destroyed defensively. They're allowing 126.2 points per 100 possessions. That's in the second percentile. So, like, not the first, which is the worst, but, like, just above mm. that. They're, it's It's been really bad. To me, I think you're totally right. They're, they're, they're losing on rebounding. They're losing defensively. They're, you know, getting killed at the rim. I think teams are shooting, like, 76% at the rim against those lineups, which makes sense. The problem yeah. is they're not creating an advantage in any other area in that. They're, they already can create as many threes as they want when they play bigger. So it's not like you're creating more threes. And so like there is no real advantage being made. The reason why the Warriors death lineup and small ball lineups could work is they were spreading the floor in an era where that was kind of new, right? That not every team had a four man that could shoot the ball. Zach Randolph was still playing in the NBA then. Like he was still the big bruising four that could play in that spot. He was kind of a unicorn at that point, but like not every team had the well, we'll just throw Harrison Barnes at the four and then he'll shoot and then it'll, it'll work. It, it doesn't work as well in today's NBA. It doesn't create that same kind of advantage. And the Mavericks are not. Their defense has also been very bad because you're putting guys in places that just aren't used to that, that aren't used mm -hmm. to having to worry about the back line and all that. They're, they've, you know, they've only played defense well when Lively is out there to call things out and to be the back line helper and, and all that. And they just don't have that security blanket. I mean, one of the reasons why is because Lively's been good. <laughs> Well, for sure. And I, I don't think they, you know, would prefer to be playing small. I don't know that this is something um, for the reasons you just said. Yeah. I know that they have found a, a lot of other lineups in other ways. They have just not been able to have that continuity with those. If it, you know, with all of the injuries, not to mention practice. Yeah. Don't you think there are other things that could come? Like if they had a legit practice time and we're looking very specifically at at, you know, um, fine tuning things to play small, there would be anytime we've seen them actually have some practice time, they've come back out. They've looked so much better defensively. Their last practice was December 21st. Right. I think they're actually practicing in LA before coming home and it'll be the first practice, which, you know, since December 21st. So 
there, I think all of that, just that it's just a, a, a cumulative effect uh, as to why that is not, not a great plan for them. They also play very small. Like Luca is Luca. I think is six, eight. He's listed at six, seven. Grant Williams is six, six. Luca is the tallest player on the court. Like you, you don't have these big wings to play this kind of small ball where you can take advantage of some of the, you know, cause a team will all of a sudden, Oh, we've got to match them because we've got to play smaller. Cause we've got it. We can't have a center that's lumbering around there and not being able to catch up with guys. And so there's just all kinds of all the things that we just mentioned are the issues why that's not working. We should mention that the Mavericks are going to get to practice because they're going to have four days off between the Lakers game and their the Celtics game on Monday because of the passing of the Warriors assistant coach. Just a, a, a tragedy. They're, they're postponing the Mavericks Warriors game on Friday night. And so uh, the, but the Mavericks will get some practice time. It looks like, cause they play that Celtics game at home and then they play the Suns at home on Wednesday. And so they will be home for a little while there, which will, which will be good for them. Uh, even though they were just home for like almost three weeks, almost, almost three right. weeks, but yeah, it's oh. a lot of time at home now. Yeah. The last thing I want to talk about is Omax. Omax prosper. He's been playing some games in the G league. Omax will find a role on the Mavericks because I'll, I'll, st- I'll start and answer this. You one. start. Sure. You go ahead. I've been watching some of Omax's G league games and I, and it's the, the G league is very interesting to me. I always, I couch it every time. I'm like the, the, the G league. He is the tallest player on the court. Him and Greg Brown are like the centers for, for the Texas legends. There are not many centers in the G league. It just doesn't lend itself to that. They play very fast, but what I've seen from Omax is he looks very good defensively. He's, he, he's got really good body control defensively. There was a play the other night against, you know, the Sioux Falls Sky Force where he's he's running back on transition defense with this guard. He's running back, and the guard stops like on a dime and tries to go up, and Omax stops on a, the same dime, turns around, and, like, contests the shot. And that's just something that nobody on the Mavericks can really do right now. He's got size that nobody else on the Mavericks can, do right, can, can have right now at the wing. I think he'll find a role on this team eventually, He's got to get more threes up. That that's been that's been the thing that I, I haven't seen very much. He's taken like two to three threes a game with the legends. They don't create as many white like catch and shoot three opportunities as you would hope that a team would. But I think that the Mavericks just need what he can do. And eventually I think they'll turn to it because if they don't get somebody in a trade, then he's the guy that I can imagine Cuban or Nico or somebody being like, well, Omax, bringing up Omax is like acquiring somebody in a, in a trade for That's us. Right. Um, but I think he'll find a role because I think the Mavs need what, what he can bring. Well, and you do love, you know, you do love the the energy, the athleticism. Yep. There, Even if it's 10 minutes, even if it's a 10-minute stretch, you know, little chunks of time throughout the game, where he is just out there altering somebody's shot. He's out there kind of getting in in the face of of a shooter who's been hot. Um, I don't know that we're going to see some dramatic improvement to his shot in just a a short period of time, right? That doesn't feel like something that happens quickly, Um, especially like you said, if in games in the G League, he's not even getting that many opportunities, he's certainly not going to get them in his maybe eight to 10 minutes or whatever it is that he plays with the Mavs. Um, that's going to be something that's going to be like an off season priority and that he will work on. I'm sure morning, noon, and night to get that shot. And it may take a couple of years to develop. Um, you've just, you've seen that with many different players who, if it isn't just their actual, you know, actual natural, um, shooting motion, it takes time, but you're right. I think that that sort of a spark is, is something that could be, could be necessary. And I I really hope that he's making so much progress that he is a part of things. And I hope it's not because the Mavericks just can't get healthy. 
Mm, and that true. is, it's because, you know, you just hope it's because he's actually developed into something that they're really seeing um, good things from him. And, and it isn't because they're just so shorthanded. They need him. <laughs> there you go. We will be back. I should have an extra episode for you since we're not doing the Warriors game uh, since it got postponed. I should have an extra episode. WFAA did a great sit down interview with Derek Lively. I'll probably walk through that and talk about some of the things that he said in there. And so I'll probably do a bonus episode this weekend. If not, we'll be back Sunday night with Reggie. We'll talk more about the Mavericks going forward, some trade rumors. There's all kinds of stuff popping up all over the place. Subscribe to the subtext if you want the trade rumors. I text them straight to your phone. So if you don't want to just hang out on Twitter all day and try and look at, try and figure out what trade rumors matter, subscribe to the subtext. Click the link in the description. Text the number. You can sign up for a free trial, and you can get all the trade rumors and all that stuff sent, and it helps support the show. So I appreciate all that. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.